Ooh, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode one of the Horoscope Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Chambliss, and I'm joined by Russell Howell. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Uh, really glad to uh, – we had a little bit of technical difficulties in our first episode or our first episode before our first episode. Yep. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking uh, Carrie. I think this will be a fun episode, and hopefully uh, if people didn't see the film after they listened to this, I, maybe they'll give it a shot. Oh, yeah, and fair warning, there is going to be spoilers in here. So if you haven't seen the 1976 Carrie, um, just save this podcast, go watch the movie, come back, and listen to us rant about it. All right, so uh, let's open up with our opening thoughts, because this was the first time you and me have both seen this movie. So I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on Carrie as a whole? Um, I, I liked the way De Palma directed it. I mean, it was okay. You can definitely tell it's aged. I mean, you figure this movie's over 40 years old already. Um, but still like the, the, the music, the, had almost like the Hitchcock vibe of, of, of music. Um, when they were, when she was doing her telekinesis powers and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it worked, you know, effectively. I thought, you know, this is two years shy of, um, uh, from how the Halloween movie that came out in 78, obviously Carpenter's. Um, so this was like, this was a whole different type of genre. You know what I mean? Uh, especially with somebody who has powers like that. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. it. You know, like I said, it definitely aged, but I still think you still get the, uh, I guess you still get what De Palma is trying to go for. Not necessarily is this movie, uh, like I really didn't consider it really much scarier, like a horror esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, to me, I felt like more. This was like almost like we got so much backstory of like just Carrie and and in high school and stuff like that. That really wasn't a whole lot of time for anything bad to happen during it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, I enjoyed the film. Like I said, you know, it was our first time watching this, and I just thought that, like I said, yeah, it definitely feels watching it but overall though i think it's a uh, you know i think it's a good film and i do think it's one of you know stephen king's adaptations that's actually really good because you get a lot of them especially in the 90s and early 2000s that just were just awful dream but, catcher. Uh, dream catcher yeah thinner i mean just like all those types of films like that but yeah. i thought carrie really does it does you know it, it holds up um yeah yeah some of it's a little bit dated but I, overall though i think it's a, i think it's a really good film yeah, going into it, I was kind of uh, skeptical that I would actually like it because I've heard the story before. Um, I know what happens at the end because it's, you know, the iconic prom scene. Yeah. Um, but going back through it and really watching the movie, yes, there are some times that it feels really dated. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, you start to fall into the story, which I did, oh, um, yeah. you know, Start off at the very beginning when Carrie is bullied in the shower, all the way to where she gets her revenge in the the prom scene, and then her mom really trying to force that religion down her throat and be like, "This is the proper way for you to do it. If you do it any other way, then you're sin. You're you know, you sinned. You're going to hell. There's no redeeming you." Um, so all that pressure that Carrie has, I felt really worked and. Um, I think it really had to do with Sissy Spacek and 
Piper Laurie as um, Carrie and Margaret White. I think they were the standouts in this movie. They did such a good job working off each other. And then you had guys like John Travolta in one of his earliest roles and just stuff like that. I think the movie really worked. It wasn't scary, but there was a lot of intense scenes, especially the prom scene. And after that really worked. It's a little dated, but overall, I think this is one of the best Stephen King adaptations out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And keep in mind, you know, Brian De Palma, you know, obviously, you know, very well-known director. This is before Untouchables. This is before, uh, you know, uh, The Black Dahlia. He did Femme Fatale, Mission Impossible. Yeah. So uh, so this guy is a really celebrated director, and um, – you know, it was nice to see kind of I don't think this was his, this wasn't his first, but definitely early filmography, I would say, yeah. from, from him. Um, yeah, definitely not his. Well, let me see. Short, 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 short. Yeah, he had a couple other films before then. But yeah, yeah. but but what I'm saying is, yeah, you do feel a little bit of the, the dating of it, like just like little things like teachers slapping students and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> which we'll get to that. Yeah, that like stuff like that. I mean, little things like that. But I mean, overall, like I said, the film was good, and it, it it's still a classic in its own right. Okay. Um, I did see the uh, 2013 one. I saw the one with Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh yeah. Um, and I never saw the original, so it was. I mean, I kind of already knew the story anyway. So, like how you said, I mean, even if I didn't see the remake, um, I, I would have known kind of how how it was going to go down. Yeah. Especially because, as I said before, that prom scene is so iconic in just American movie history. Yeah. It's kind of like in Star Wars, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, when you find out that Vader's Luke's father. Even if you haven't watched a Star Wars movie before, you know that scene. Yeah, I mean, you can just, yeah, you see her, you know, covered in blood with a white dress on. I mean, you you just know that, you know, that's from Carrie. So, uh, yeah. All right, so let's start at the very beginning of the movie. Um, we meet Carrie in a, um, it's a gym, what is it? Shower, locker room. Shower room, yeah. locker room. Um, and we meet Carrie in the shower, and then I believe instantly she has her first period, and then... Yeah, she and of course, she doesn't obviously know what's going yeah. on because her mom's sheltered her. So we see yeah. the look of, like, horror that, you know, is on her face because she doesn't realize... You know, she's actually menstruating for the first time. I think, you know, that has a lot to do with the the almost like in a box of a life that she's living. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and I, I, I like this scene just because of the fact it does set up, I think, a lot that you really see how cruel people are. Yeah. To, to um, you know, to Carrie's character. Um, a little side note, though, uh, believe it or not, Sissy Spacek was actually 27. Wow. Really? Filming, yeah. When she was filming this. Which I think is absolutely crazy because she looks super young. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Let, me, let me double. Let me just double check that the fact check that here. But I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, Sissy Spacek. Okay, so the movie was in, came out in '76. She was born in '49, so '59, '69. Yeah. So you're looking at she was 27 years old when she filmed wow. this, and she looks super young. Um, yeah, she did. But yeah, like you just you see how cruel they are, you know, that like she is, you know, holding herself and she's like, you know, scared. She's trying to reach out for help with the other females. Mm-hmm. And we see the other females like get like almost like get away, get away. And then 
they all back up, they all back her back up into the shower and start throwing tampons at her and pads. Yeah. And like, they're just really, really mean to it this literally shows, shows that kids are just assholes. But this is like to a, a to an big, this is to an extreme degree. Like this is something that you would never expect that would, you know, your child would ever have to go through. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I don't think like bullying does exist. I don't think it would ever get to this extreme in real life. I, I don't either. Yeah. I, and I would I think, think I really wanted to show that extreme. That way we yeah. get more for carrying And I think that's why De Palma did that. I think he went to the nth, nth degree there just to get you to say, okay, you know, you really sympathize with Carrie yeah. and you really hope that she can find a way to, I mean, I guess get revenge on everybody, but just try to find a way to get, make, make it through high school. Yeah. And then right after that, the, the gym teacher comes in, Carrie's of course freaking out and then just slaps the hell out of Carrie. Does the teacher like, yeah, just, yeah, just to snap her out of whatever she's in. Cause she's in this, like, it's almost like a shock. And uh, yeah, the teacher just slaps her across the face to kind of wake her up. Yeah, which is not the first time. No. Yeah, which is I'm just how we see this. Which I'm completely like I don't know. It's mind blowing now because that would yeah, never never happen. This was in like the seventies, so like. Yeah, you could definitely get away with things a lot more yeah. than uh, obviously as opposed to like now, you know. So, to me, it was one of those things where yeah, I was I was like, oh my gosh, she definitely got slapped. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So then. Um, the gym teacher takes Carrie to, isn't it the principal's office? Yeah, they take her to the principal's office. And um, I forgot. What happens after that? Oh, yeah, they call her mom, correct? Yeah, they call her mom. And I think um, that's when, like, she goes home because they sent her home. Yeah. And I think that's when the mom kind of just, like, you know, is, like, I don't know. She's, she, she just doesn't get it. And like, you know, Carrie's just basically voicing how scared she was and she wasn't prepared for it. She didn't know what to expect. And that's like on her, that's on her mom. Like her mom's supposed to be the one to kind of tell her, Hey, this is what happens at a certain age. Um, And I just feel like, again, this is where you see the, the rift in relationships between Carrie and her mom, you know? Mm -hmm. And I believe uh, before that, Carrie's walking home. No, she's walking home from school. And that's when we see the boy on the bike. And then she uses her powers to kind of knock the bike over. Yeah, we, we, we obviously start to see that she has. And we obviously saw it right at the beginning of the film, too, where she was in the shower. And she used her uh, telekinesis to explode the one light, light in, in the thing. So we know she has this power. And I think the... I think all of us as an audience know before we even watch this film, she yeah. obviously has the power to, to do things with her mind. And it's, it's just going to be a reoccurring theme throughout this whole entire film. Yeah. And then when Carrie comes home, of course she's freaking out. She's crying. And then we meet her mother, Margaret played by Piper Laurie, her very religious, crazy mother. Um, and she asked her mom why she's never told her about this. Margaret rants that administration is a sinful thought. And then she goes into this whole spiel about um, about Eve and what Eve did was a sin and that God punished us for that and everything like that. It's just like really, really cringy to watch, but also another element to 
another extreme that the Palmer brings in to make us care for the character of Carrie. Yeah, because you realize, I mean, the mother is just so like brainwashed by, you know, she wants to live a good life and she wants her daughter to pretty much, she wants to pretty much control her daughter. Yeah. Um, to not do sinful things or act in sinful manners or do anything that resembles sin. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, we see later on her, she herself was obviously, you know, you, you want to call her a sinner. Um, oh, yeah, without a doubt. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things where I think she just tries to like mask and shield her daughter. Like that's where she puts her in the, um, that little closet door and locks her in there. And she has to like repent and pray uh, for forgiveness and just like, just yeah. like really crazy things. And she was like, you know, and we see that, you know, Carrie's in there for like hours because um, I think it's like literally time for her to go to bed with it by the time she first comes out of that closet. Yeah. Um, and I just said before she ends up dragging Carrie into yeah the prayer closet and just walks her inside. Yeah, which is, I mean, again, you know, it's a little unnerving just to watch, just to, you know, because you're like, wow, you know, uh, you just, again, you just really sympathize with Carrie. You don't really want, you know, it's it's amazing. She can't even escape the bullies at school because then she's almost like she's bullied at home as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like a double-edged sword. So And that's where most of the horror elements come from is her mother, the way that she treats her, the way that she... Um, you know, talks about religion and tries to use religion as um, an extreme way to live by. That's the most horrifying thing in this movie. Yeah, I mean, because they're both like, I mean, they're both on opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, Carrie is, I I think she just does it more out of the fact that she just does it to appease her mother. I just think she she just does it. And I don't think she really has direction of where she wants to, because, you know, and later on we'll talk about it. But even even when she's like going to promise like that, you know, she's like, oh, you know, you know, uh, it's a sin to, you know, you know, be lustful for boys and stuff like that. And it's like she's just really just trying to go out to have fun. She's not going out to, you know, be promiscuous. And I think her mother just really, really tries to control her. Oh, yeah, she does. Um. Real quick, a big shout out to PJ Souls, who uh, this was her her debut movie. She would go on to play one of the three babysitters in Halloween right after this movie. So that's pretty cool to know. Now which one? Let me now I gotta look it up. I gotta find out which one she was. Uh, she played Linda in Halloween. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, a couple of years before that, she literally just got her first start in Carrie. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, so she went from Carrie into Halloween. Um, I oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say pretty two good, uh, good iconic, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> horror movies to be in back to back. Oh yeah, and then um, after that scene, we go into Miss Collins, the PE teacher. Um, it has the the girls of gym class in this big line. And she says the punishment is one week after school detention in a boot camp style of gym class. It's not just the regular, um, regular like after school detention. Yeah. She first says that her, uh, her punishment for him would be that they missed the prom, but they can't came well, to, um, well, it's, I think it's a stipulation. They have to do the boot camp. And or or they forfeit their prom. Yeah. 
Yeah, so she uses that as a stipulation. They have to do the after-school detention. They have to do the boot camp, or they uh, they will not be able to go to prom. Yeah, and then um, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a minute. Oh, you're good. I'm trying to think where I am. Oh yeah, um, and then one of the girls says that they. They stick together. They can overturn the detention. That's on the the um, actual field at the time. Yeah, she's trying to lead a revolt to to like protest um, the whole boot camp thing, detention thing, because she thinks it's stupid. She thinks if all the women band together, that they can overthrow pretty much kind of like the PE teacher. But it doesn't really matter because at that time, even if they all left. The PE teacher would just go ahead and just not let them go to prom. Yeah, so. yeah, and quite, then uh, and then here comes the second slap of the movie. She bitch slaps the hell out of Chris. Yeah, and I mean, and she's a character that you'll realize. I mean, she's obviously, you know, she's dating the the what Tommy, I believe, right? Yes. Um. So she's like the head cheerleader. She's Miss Press and all this other stuff, and um, you know, she is just a very conniving person and you see how really how like mean she is to Carrie for no reason at all. Really. I mean, it's, it's kind of stupid. Like when you look, you know, you look after the movie, you kind of step back and look at it. It's like, for what reason were they really mean to Carrie for Carrie literally was just an outsider keeping to herself, yeah. not really bothering anybody. And I think, you know, I don't know. Again, I know that's the whole idea why De Palma obviously is depicting it just to, so you sympathize with the character and kind of know what she's going through and you kind of want her to get revenge on these people. So I, I see that the buildup leading to it, but you really, really start to hate uh, the Chris character just because oh, she's so yeah. she's so conniving and like a lot of her other friends won't even listen to her because they're there, you know, doing the boot camp thing on the uh, football field and they're not listening to her. They're just like, you know what? We're just going to stick this out and just do this because they want to go to prom. I mean, they think it, this first off, that whole situation was stupid. A couple of the people kind of ruined it for the whole entire group because they all like, you know, I don't know how many of them were. It seemed like a lot of them were throwing like yeah. ta tampons and like pads at, at Carrie, but they yeah. all got in trouble for it. So they're just trying to ride out their punishment. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Um, so Chris in the movie uh, ends up dating Billy Nolan, played by John Travolta. Oh, okay. So okay, that's not Tom. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Tommy is dating uh, Sue. Okay, that's right. She's the one that that got up and walks away. Yeah. Okay. And I think she's the only one that's like really trying to help uh, Carrie. Yeah, because I mean, like, even like what you what you think is like, you know, about, and I and I like this, I like this too, because like, just even like looking ahead though, like even when like Sue's talking to Tommy about like taking her to prom, like yeah. taking her to prom, you think it's malicious, but I really don't see the malicious intent by Tommy. I I really don't in the film. And that's the thing I love is like. Yeah, at first everyone thought that this was like, oh, okay, you know, you're taking her to prom. This y'all like, set up for the the blood to be spilled on her. That's yeah, why. like a almost like a form. It kind of reminded me of the movie She's All That, where yeah, know, Freddie Prince Jr. takes Rachel Lee Cook's character. They dare him to take her to prom and make her prom queen. Obviously, it's not anywhere near you know you know a horror movie, but it just reminded me of <laughs> the same aesthetics of it, just because of the fact that you know he's trying to court her. 
um, and try to date her on a dare. And I feel like, but I don't feel like Tommy's doing this like to like on a dare or a whim. I think he really legit, I think, you know, feels bad. And I think he really actually wants to try to like, you know, show her a good time because uh, there's n- never a malicious thing. Like even when they're a problem, we'll talk about later yeah. that Tommy does to convey to Carrie that he's not, um, you know, true or sincere. You yeah. Know? So, and we actually missed a part, the part where they're in, I think English class and okay. the teacher's actually reading one of Tommy's poems. Yeah. And everyone's just making fun of it. And Carrie just says, no, it's beautiful. Yeah, and that really, you know, and that's something that obviously comes back uh, later, but it's it's just to show that, like, you know, Tommy's, like, the jock. He's, like, he's not the one that's going to be, like, in touch with his feelings or something like that. Yeah. Um, so Carrie, you know, Carrie hears the poem, and she thought it was really, you know, really beautiful, and she, she told the teacher, you know, they were like, oh, any criticisms on the on the poem? And Carrie just raised her hand, and even the kind of teacher was, like, kind of, like, making fun of her, too, which I didn't really yeah. understand for, like, participating. Just kind of weird, but um, yeah, oh, except for two people, yeah. Like, I feel like the gym teacher is like her only friend in this whole entire film, but like the other teacher was like, Yeah, you know, and she thought it was beautiful or whatever. And and then like people kind of laughed at her for it, but yeah, I don't know. All right, so after this, um, we go to uh, Chris again, who blames Carrie for the punishment, and she goes. Or she hatches this plan with her friend Norma, played by PJ Souls, uh, to rig the election so Carrie could win. And then her boyfriend Billy was going to uh, slaughter some pigs and dump the blood on her during the big uh, coronation or whatever as kind of Carrie's final humiliation. There we go. <laughs> Um, say that word. Basically, yeah. Upon the coronation of like the king and queen, they want to humiliate her one last time. They're gonna hatch up this elaborate plot where they go, pretty much slaughter pigs and collect the blood, put it in a bucket, and then rig that bucket on top of like the like not like the banister of the overhead of where they would probably be crowning the king and queen. Obviously, leaving it to where it would dump all over Carrie, and obviously we know that the plan is successful because of the iconic scene. Yeah, and I'll just say this: they take so much time and effort into Boy and Carrie. Like they have nothing else to do in this small town. Yeah, which is com- which is completely crazy, and yeah, it just really shows you that. I mean, again, you know, bullying's out there. Um, yeah. You know, but I don't think to that level. No, but, no. But, but needless to say, we are sympathetic with Carrie. We really feel bad for her because she doesn't have an outlet. She doesn't have an outlet at school because she gets bullied and she gets bullied in a different way at home. So she's really, there's no outlet. And it's only a matter of time before the time bomb, you know, explodes. Yeah. And then um, that's when we get. Um... Sue asking Tommy to take uh, Carrie to the prom, mm-hmm. and Tommy keeps trying, keeps trying, but Carrie is so so worried that it's a joke or it's a prank or he doesn't really want to take her or you know to set up pretty much. But which I I do like it because you do think you're like oh this is totally a setup like yeah. you know what I mean. 
because Tommy's really not taking it seriously, but then you see he kind of changes a little bit. Um, Especially during the actual prom scene, which we'll talk about in a minute. Also, you see Carrie starting to try to kind of investigate things about her abilities. That's where she's at the library. She's looking up. Um, she's looking up telekinesis and moving things with the mind and doing things, you know, using your powers and stuff like that. So we see that she knows that she has this gift or curse, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and she is trying to research a little bit on it. And that's when Tommy approaches her in the library and, you know, asks her to prom and she's just kind of like, and how you said, she's kind of like stand off about it because she thinks it's a joke. You know, who would want to go to prom with her? Um, and then he asks her what type of book she has. And I think she said something about sewing. Yeah. Uh, which was, kind of, which, which was kind of funny just because obviously, you know, she doesn't want anybody to know about her powers. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, you start to see a little bit more of the fact that I guess, and even the PE teacher is trying to, is, is on, on it about like with Tommy too. So they, she, that's when she pulls them aside and asks, you know, about her, their intentions and stuff like that too. Yeah, and, and then you have, like, right after the library scene, it goes into, after Carrie runs off, she goes b- back behind the, the school building, and she meets Mrs. Collins, who tells her that she should go for it, and then that's when she shows her the, the mirror of herself, being like, you know, you know, look, look in the mirror and yeah. see this beautiful girl that's in it. Yeah, like look, look. If you you know, you know, you're already naturally attractive. If you would put like makeup on and maybe put some lipstick on, you know, you'd look really beautiful for prom. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was a really cool, like a really nice little scene to have of kind of the light, like just a bit of light in Carrie's life that she starts smiling a little bit. Yeah, that build up, build up of her character as as opposed to the oh, always yeah. put, putting her putting down. her down. <laughs> So we do see that the teacher really does care about her and really does have her best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tommy again tries to ask her this time at her house. Um, her mom is asleep, thank God. And uh, he just keeps on, keeps on. Because you could tell after a while, like he, this is not just something to please his girlfriend anymore. This is something that he really wants to try to put ev- time and effort into. Yeah, because you because you sit because here's the thing, because it's like one of those things where you know, and that's that's the beauty about this because you don't know what direction De Palma is going to take it because yeah. you, you think okay, well Tommy could end up really screwing her over and really humiliating her, but you know that's that's the you know even up until the end, I mean you you really don't think that Tommy has done anything you know malicious, but again you don't know you have no it's, idea it's not, you have no idea so that's open for your interpretation of it. But um, obviously he like stays on her porch until she agrees to say yes, and she's mm-hmm. all stressed out because she doesn't want her mother to find a boy on their porch. So and she then agrees. her mom yeah. yell her name. Yeah, so she agrees. So uh, she agrees. She says yes, and they already go ahead and make the arrangements to go to prom. Yep, and then I believe next we go into the scene where they're actually collecting the pig blood. Yeah, um, which, which is. And John Travolta's character is an asshole in this uh, in this film. Yeah, he is. He's like, uh, it, yeah. it's Travolta. I mean, yeah. Well, this is obviously this is pre Greece because I think what Greece was seventy eight. Yeah, um, Greece was only seventy eight. So it was a couple years prior to that. So John Travolta was kind of like a unknown name, really, because I think because um, I'm trying to think Saturday Night Fever 
Let me see when Saturday Night Fever. Uh, Saturday Night Fever was seventy-seven. So this was literally, yeah, this was like his first big, uh, his first big break. I, I would say for Travolta. I yeah. mean, I mean, I'm just saying it like because this is where I mean his career would like take off from from Carrie because like you figure he was in Saturday Night Fever. Um, he was in a couple TV shows, but like he was in the this Devil's Run. His second role ever. Yeah. Yeah, because seventy-five, yeah, the Devil's Reign, but Carrie really kind of showed showcased who this, mm-hmm. who this, who this guy was. Obviously, you know, um, showcased what you know an actor this guy could be. Oh, yeah. then, he, then he would obviously follow up with you know Saturday Night Fever and Grease, and then the rest is history. But oh, yeah, it, his character is really just a dick in this film, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's yeah, but he's really but ruthless. Said, and, and what's that? I said uh, he plays it so well, though. He does, yeah. He he does play the uh, you know the the cocky guy who thinks he's like a ladies' man, and he's drinking with his beer. He's drinking a beer while he's driving, thinking he's cool. And cool. Um, I like how he pitches it real quick because there's a cop right next to him. Yeah. Uh, um, oh shit! Just throws it out. But it's um, I don't know. Like I said, th- that scene there with the with you know killing the pig. Obviously, they don't show anything, which is great. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like. It's kind of brutal in its own way when you realize what they're doing, you know? Yeah, and then right after that scene, we go into um, Carrie talking to her mother about going to prom with a boy, and that's when her mom freaks out. Yeah, she really just... And this is, again, this is where... um, This is where you really see how, you know, how, like pretty much how in control she wants to be of Carrie's life. Uh, pretty much saying that, you know, like you can see her breast in the dress and, you know, it's a After sin. The, blood, the boys will come. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause now that you're, you know, a, you know, quote unquote, a woman now, you know, the, the guys will smell that and they'll, they'll come running to you and you guys will, you know, commit sin and stuff like that. So she's super worried about it, but I think, you know, I think her sheltering, her daughter is only going to make things worse. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, she, I mean, you know, just like a typical teenager, you know, you, they'll experiment, but like they're going to do things because they don't know because you didn't yeah. teach them. And I think she, her way of parenting is almost worse because of the fact that she did not, she does not teach her anything. Yeah. So C- Carrie is going to try to go out on her own to try to figure out what the hell, you know, what these things are and what happened, you know what I mean? Just, just yeah. in general, I'm not saying in the movie, but just in general, just from the, yeah. you know, the parenting aspect of it. Um, but yeah, you really see like how, just like I said, how in control her mother wants to be of Carrie's life. And it, it is kind of scary. It's, it sucks because yeah. like Carrie has nobody, you know? Yeah. She literally has nobody, but the teacher, the PE teacher. Yeah. Um, and then this is where we actually see kind of, that light in Carrie, she finally gets angry and she finally starts rebelling. I think she says, no, I'm going to the prom. The window's shut and locked. She says, no, I'm going. And that's when she really starts becoming a woman in her own right, in her own mind, by breaking free of her mom's spell almost. Oh, yeah, because she has a little bit of the confidence. And she, I think she's just really fed up from being told being put down being told you can't do this can't do that and she's like you know just enough's enough i gotta live my life so i think this is where we really get carrie's maturation as a character just in the right to where she's like standing up for herself finally yeah and then this is also the part where her mom calls her 
a satanic witch. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. her TK powers are getting more stronger. Yeah, you could tell. I mean, she's really like stronger with her powers now. Yep. So we're off to the prom. Um, we see Carrie and Tommy. And then in this scene, I love how Tommy starts off kind of like uneasy about it. But as the night progresses, he starts talking to Carrie. They start finally have more in common and they start really start having more fun throughout the night. Carrie starts dancing some. They you can really tell that he it started off something that he wanted to do to make his girlfriend happy. But I and think he, now, he genuinely was having fun, I think. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Now it's something where it's like maybe it's not romantic, but maybe it's like, okay, maybe it's a friendship. Yeah. And we'll, I mean, just, yeah. Because he teaches her how to slow dance because Carrie doesn't obviously know how to do anything because, again, yeah. she's so sheltered. Um, so, yeah, he even shows her how to slow dance. And you can tell that they're laughing and just having a good time with one another. So you really start to feel the chemistry between Tommy and Carrie. And yeah. you just and you just start to see like the turnaround of her character. You really feel like she does have a little bit of happiness now in her life. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's when they rig the uh, the prom votes, and Carrie and Tommy are given the win. But see, I think that's funny because of the fact that Tommy was so popular, he would have won anyway. Yeah. So like to me, it's like I get it. They they want to make sure Carrie and and Tommy win. But, like, if Tommy's such the jock that he is and so, like, popular, like, football and ba- baseball player or whatever, yeah. he would have he won anyway. So I don't really think that they really needed to fix the election, well, so to speak. Well, the way I see it, though, is with him coming with Carrie, that kind of hurts his cred. And they think that people aren't going to vote for Carrie to be prom queen. I guess. But to me, it's like it's almost one of the circumstances if like, yeah. like if they did it now, like if somebody would have like like a prom king, whatever, would have went out with like an outsider who wasn't part of the popular group. I think they would just vote on Tommy and Carrie based solely upon that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I definitely see that. Yeah. yeah but I, no, I either way, though, that's open for interpretation, however you want to take it. But yeah, I, I, I felt like he would have won anyway. Yeah. And then, of course, they go on to the stage. And that's when the iconic scene happens. They pull the rope. But I, I do like beforehand that um, I believe it's Sue who's looking up and kind of following the rope. Because she can see where it's she can see where the rope is leading to and she sees a bucket there and she's like, Crap, yeah. I really want to try to and I think the I think what is the PE teacher that like runs and gets her because she does she thinks that she's trying to ruin it, but she's actually yeah. trying to save Carrie. See, that's the part I was kind of confused with, but now that you say it like that, it makes much more sense. I think I think she thought that you know they were. I, I, that's literally what I thought. Like when I watched, it. I think she yeah. thought that she was going to ruin Carrie's moment because she didn't know. She just seen her running up towards the stage. Yeah, and she obviously knows all the things that have happened in the past with Carrie. So to me, yeah. it was one of those things where she she was acting on behalf of Carrie because she didn't want you know them to ruin Carrie's moment. When really Sue was actually trying to do a good thing. She was trying to save. Uh, Carrie from getting doused with pig's blood and you know yeah and then um, rope comes down and the blood splatters on her white dress and a very subtle detail I love is where you find out oh this you know Tommy wasn't part of it he was actually the good guy the whole time and he's like what the hell are you doing what is this 
Yeah, and I like that too because you can see a mouth like, "What the hell's going on?" Because he he knows that like they, he wasn't obviously a part of it. He's literally like baffled at why somebody would do that, and that shows you how genuine he really was. His intentions were actually really good. Yeah, and he actually it shows that well, one, he wasn't a part of the plan at all, and two, that like he had grown kind of a friendship with Carrie throughout the night, yeah. and that happened in that kind of got him angry and then the bucket came and kind of I know I'm not sure did it kill him or did it knock him out I think it I, th- I think it just knocked him out yeah and then that's when Carrie just goes absolutely nuts um the doors slam everyone's running and screaming screaming I love the color change where it's like just yeah. like, like a flash goes, of red yeah it goes real dark and then it goes like reddish yeah because that shows like kind of like the flash of anger that Carrie has. I really love the fact that De Palma added that that color scheme to it. Yeah, and this is where we really see, this is where the the, the shift in character goes to. Like, she just goes yeah. off the handle here, and now she sees red. And she ends up killing uh, Miss Collins using, I forgot what it was. Um, she crushed her to death using, do you remember what it was? Is that the ugh, so much happened in that scene? I don't know. Um, I don't know because I know the couple of the guys, like a couple of teachers, got electrocuted with the, uh, the microphone, principal and the and the vice principal got electrocuted, electrocuted with the microphone because because she also turns the uh, the water hose on from fire fire hose on. Yeah, and then um, Mrs. Collins is crushed to death. The gym burns down. Carrie calmly walks out, which is scary enough. Which is crazy. She didn't go to like. I, I think maybe Carrie herself. I think thought maybe Tommy was in on it, and I think that's why she didn't help him. I wonder. Like maybe either that or maybe she realized that he wasn't a part of it, and just in her rage, didn't really care to help him at the time. Well, because that 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 whole saying with her mother is kind of re- replaying in her head as she's doing all this stuff. Yeah. So I think that's how, how they'll laugh at her. It yeah. will make fun of her. And I think that's how, I think that really just really the rage overtakes her. And I think that's where she just loses and just goes crazy. Yep. And then Carrie walks outside. And as she's walking, Chris and Billy attempt to run her over. Yeah. I, that, that scene right there was kind of fast. Yeah. Tries to run her over. Yeah. And he just looks at her and you see the, the camera effect. It's like this big, like, um, the- you see, you see Sissy Spacek move her head real quick and then, like, all of a sudden the car flips and it blows it, up and whatever. Yeah. And it kills them both. And then that's when Carrie comes home. Um, of course, she's, she's uh, in tears. She's crying. Her night was ruined. Um, she was made fun of. She goes up, has a bath. To get all the blood off. And this is where the movie starts getting very intense with the mother because the mother's talking to her, kind of pursuing her, and they have one last prayer. And I was like, one last prayer. What does this mean? And she starts and she has this uh, kitchen knife. But this is where we also realize that I, I believe. Uh, she was basically trying to warn Carrie because I guess the same situation happened to her when she was younger where well, it was she it was, oh good where she no basically where a guy used her for for sex or whatever I think that's why I think yeah. 
I think that's kind of why she, I don't know. I, I don't know what made her go the route she went with religion and stuff like that. But we do see that like, you know, her, her mother wasn't the picture perfect, you know, image yeah. of like Christianity or faith. You know what I mean? Technically. Cause she kind of did her own sinning as well, you know? Yeah. But I think it's also said that cause I believe she said in this scene that, um, the mother was married and then the husband raped her. And instead of giving the given Carrie back to God, which pretty much talking about abortion there, I would think. Yeah. Um, she decided to have it. And she's, I believe she says that was the ultimate. Sin. I, I made a decision to keep instead of giving to God. Yeah, which I mean is super sinister, is super yeah. cruel, cruel to hear. But again, this is where you realize that their relationship's so strained anyway. So you don't. Yeah. Really... And then they have one final prayer, as I said, and the mother stabs Carrie in the back, and Carrie falls over the uh, was it the basement stairs? I uh, the, the attic stairs. Well, the attic stairs where she, where she was going up the upstairs area. Yeah, the upstairs area. Um, and then they have kind of like, not a fight, but kind of Carrie trying to survive her mother. Yeah, and then that's kind of where, obviously, we know that Carrie's going to use her telekinetic, you know, kinesis powers. Did you notice all the spots that she stabbed her where, where, where that God had all those, uh, uh, where God had all those uh, daggers on them? Yeah, she, that's okay. what I noticed, yep. Yeah. So, um Hold on. Let's say for a minute. Um, so yeah, Carrie's in the kitchen, and then Carrie uses her telekinesis powers to send kitchen utensils flying through the air. Like you had like some knives. You had anything uh, sharp, really. It was just like it was yeah. just a bunch of different things. You know. Yeah. And then that's what ends up killing her mother. Yeah. Uh, and as you said before, her mother is like in like a crucifix, like God like um, state when she dies and it pans over to the Jesus statue that has all the, what is it? The sticks or the knives or whatever in it. Uh, yeah. It just has like, um, where they, I, I believe where they uh, prodded Christ before he was crucified. They prodded him yeah. with, with the, the, not the stick with the, the blade thorn. on it. No, the stick with the blade on it that they, I think they had prodded Christ a couple times before or yeah. during his, uh, during his, uh, you know, carrying the cross, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then, um, Harry, uh, through her rage and her power, uh, sets the house on fire with both of them still inside. So Carrie and her mother have died. And then we go, we cut to Sue, who, uh, I believe she was the only survivor of the massacre, right? Like she was like yeah, because she is in the ho she's she's in a hospital uh, recovering. Yeah. Or was she? Yeah, was she yeah she was in a hospital recovering. Yeah. Well, she was at home. She was just sleeping it off. I think I, I don't think she oh, was, was she at home. home. Okay, okay. Never mind. She was at home then. Yeah, but she was the only one that that we know about that had like that survived that. Yeah, and then it the camera pans over. You see the house, a or the house is no more. It's it's um it's dust pretty much, and 
the sign that says for sale and then of course people being assholes it's vandalized that says carrie white burns in hell yeah which is another just again even when the late even when the girl's dead they still gotta harass her yep and uh, this was actually i think one of the biggest jump scares in this whole movie when um it's like sue walking towards the house and then Carrie's bloody arm reaches from the rubble and grabs her arm. She wakes up screaming, and that's pretty much where the movie ends. Which is nice because it. I mean, obviously they. I get. I guess leave it open because they obviously made a, a sequel. Yeah, I don't know how they made a sequel, but they made a sequel. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you kill the characters off; they can just keep coming back. So yeah. Yep. That's Jason. That's Freddy. Yeah. All right, so overall, um, I guess let's give like a rating of this movie out of like five stars. Out of five, I mean, I would throw it up. I would go like three and a half, four. I thought it was, I thought it was a good film. See, I'm gonna go a bit higher than you. I'm going four out of five. Okay, and that's because I feel like this is such a complete story. Oh no, it definitely is. Um, and I also love the. The whole idea of we're supposed to be rooting for Carrie, and I felt myself really cheering for Carrie to make it through, to fight her religious mom, to beat the bullies. Got me so invested in the movie that it like the movie wasn't perfect. It definitely had some. Uh, it definitely felt dated. It has some weird lines in the movie. Oh yeah. John Travolta's character was a bit over the top, but you kind of expect that from Travolta. Um, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that would obviously just kind of foreshadow how he was later on in his career. Yep. And one negative thing I, I will have to say about this is, while I like the extremes that Brian De Palma has, after a while, it becomes kind of too far-fetched to think that the bullies would go this far and her mom is that crazy or like her mom would stab her or like at a point for me it got to that point of too extreme over keeping it kind of kind of balancing out between real life and real extreme versions of that yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say, the only negative side to it, I, I would say probably the fact, yeah, like I said before, it has aged a bit. But the other one is the buildup to when the blood pours on Carrie. I think they take a long time to set that up, like at the yeah. end. Like, I felt like it took forever for the bucket to finally f- throw on uh, Carrie. I, I think that was drama. Yeah, De Palma trying to add some suspense to it, but I felt like that took a little bit longer than it really needed to. Yeah, so overall, three and a half out of five. I'll give it a four out of five. All right, Russ, let's get to the closing plugs. Where can people find you? Yeah, House Hollywood Reviews on YouTube, do movie reviews, trailer reactions. I still need to get back. I've been idle for like four months. I need to really get back into that. I'm hoping this movie season I start to actually get back into it. Um, baby. Yeah, and also uh, you can find me with my good buddy, uh, Chance Ellison. We have a podcast called Notorious by Chance. We uh, join the Facebook group. Uh, We have polls where we throw up different things every week for you guys to vote on, and we review pretty much whatever wins. Uh, I believe we are doing God's Not Dead tomorrow. We are going to be shooting that. And then we have it on. 
yeah, and then we have another interesting poll coming up for the week after. But yeah, get on board with that. You know, we're having fun with that. I believe this will be our thirty fourth episode. I think coming up. So we've we've been at it for a while, and uh, yeah, just good things down the pike with that. Um, and that's pretty much any, any everywhere you can find me. You can find me pretty much at the fan leagues doing movie trivia and talking movies. Yep, yep. And uh, if you guys did enjoy this podcast, give us a rate. Uh, comment below. Tell us what you thought about Carrie. And uh, subscribe to the feed from Spotify, um, Apple, iTunes, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you guys for watching and keep loving horror. See you guys later.